Hey everybody, before we get started today, I uh, wanna tell you about Quetzal Education Consulting. Quetzal Education Consulting is a queer, black and indigenous women owned firm offering anti-racist consulting, professional development, coaching, keynotes, and more. Their newly released abolitionist teaching workshop series coaches and prepares teachers to further develop abolitionist practices in the classroom. Find out why they have been called the future of educational justice by Dr. Bettina Love. You can book a free consultation with Quetzal by calling 510-397-8011 or visiting quetzalec.com. That's Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L-E-C.com. And if you mention <laughs> after a while, that you heard about them through Two Dope Teachers, you will receive a 5% discount on their Abolitionist Teaching PD series. Once again, you can book them by visiting quetzalec.com on their Connect With Us page. Everybody doing out there? Asking these loaded questions. Man. Keep asking these loaded questions. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm probably my perspective is changing because you know, like I I will reveal we are on break. We are on break. We so, are on break. Don't I, add us if you're teaching through Thursday. Because some yes. people are. <laughs> oh my gosh, which is hard. Respect. Big up. You can get yeah. through it. Yep. You can get through it because we don't have to. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're about to lose like a thousand listeners right now. <laughs> but every, every time every time you're not teaching, somebody else is. That's just that's, the reality of it. That, that's actually very true. Yeah, the, um, my friend Sarah, who's the Arizona Teacher of the Year, they do year-round. And so when we were at Space Camp, she had to literally get subs for the first week back, which was oh, in wow. the third week of July. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, that's tough. But, that's tough. And I'm like, that's tough. But then she's like, yeah, but when I get that three and a half weeks for, you know, winter, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you get those for spring break. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It, you, it balances you, out. Would you rather do that or do you feel like it's just the same rearranged? You know, I, I the older <clears> I, I, I live, the more I'm a child of the summer so i'd say i mm. like having that that time off in the sunshine i love working in the garden i love being able to frolic outside walk outside you know go swimming yeah you know, having those types of days see it, these are these are all things that i do not do yeah yeah <laughs> i don't and, frolic and, and you know the the band that I'm interested in, they do a oh, they do a yeah. fair amount of play. I like how you say in the, the summer. You're interested in like nobody knows what band you're interested in. <laughs> Fish tour happens in summer, people. <laughs> there you go. Fish tour happens in summer, so that's yeah. That's why, like, uh, I appreciate the summer. It's always a good time. But isn't don't don't they come here when you're already back to work anyway? Yeah, yeah, but you get to travel. Oh, but you've so, gone, you've traveled. That's I traveled right, to right. go, you know, you travel to go see some, see them someplace else, which is a whole story yeah. in itself, an experience yeah. of of seeing other parts. That's like maybe one of my favorite things about uh, just going to see traveling to see bands is yeah. seeing other places. Yeah, you know, I think I think as I get older, 
I, I, I go the other way. I feel like most of summer is too hot for me to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and it's too damn expensive to go anywhere in the summer. Cause literally everybody travels in the summer. Although if this, if this, uh, Omarion, uh, keeps going, it keeps going. <laughs> um, there may not be a lot of travel. No, but also like, you know, I'm older than you, uh, Kevin. And, uh, so you, you know, when you get to be, you get to be at my age, uh, you start to realize that intermittent breaks are really where it's at. Um, I mean, I'd appreciate it. You know, like when I <laughs> see people that have like, Oh, three weeks, like just work for eight weeks. Now we got yeah. three off, Yeah, you know, got two off work. For, I mean, it's a, know. can it be a both end? Like, can't we just go from when we normally go and we normally go just with longer breaks? Well, remember when I moved to Colorado, when I moved to Colorado, there was like a lot of like, I guess like at elementary, there was still year round school was common in a lot of spots. Yeah. Like in Highlands Ranch where I was, it was still common. Uh, But like, I luckily didn't have to attend it because I was like, it was the most sadistic thing that I could have ever. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Like, you know, see, I would have remembered hearing about that growing up in Denver because I think I probably, I think I finally heard about it as a junior or senior in high school. And I really could have sworn that it was a violation of the Geneva Conventions. Like, I'm like, like, they can't do that. You can, no, they can't do that. They can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. That's always the first question too. When when teachers go on strike, when kids come back, they're like, "Do we have to go in summer now? Do we have do, to go in uh, summer? Do, do, do we have to extend have to the days? Up, every every year when time? you have a bunch of snow days, which <laughs> yeah. we, which probably never happen again in Colorado. <laughs> hey, Tay Anderson says there will be snow days. That's why we don't get. That's why it ain't snowed. Because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> DPS is yes. like, we don't we don't want to deal with that issue. We don't want to deal it with is. the fallout of this issue. It is. Do you think DPS is in charge of the snow? I mean, Yo, we should we should talk our our man that we should talk to our man, Doctor Doctor Marrero. See what he's got to say. To what extent are if are they, you are you controlling the snow? Like, Response? do you control the weather all the time at your own convenience or at particular times? Yeah, and as we talk, folks, it is sixty degrees in Denver. <laughs> it's a wild day. It was a wild day. It was a very wild day. You're like, uh, I was like, uh, that's kind of odd. But yeah. I, I was driving. Uh, I had the chance to travel out to like Eastern Aurora. Uh, <laughs> travel I, to Eastern I, Aurora. <laughs> I-70 and E-470. I thought which you were going like, to say you went like, I, that's pretty far actually. Dude, that was live. like, I was like, where am I? But you could see the mountains. <laughs> There's great views of the mountains. That, but, yes. I, but I couldn't see any smoke. So I was like, uh, you know, like, like, like uh, Cube says, it was a good day. <laughs> I, I couldn't even see. I could see the mountains through all the haze. I had to say it was a I good day. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And the wind wasn't blowing a gale. Like yes, that, yes, you know, yes. when you start hearing about like wind advisories, it's like, oh man, we have a really small dog. And so we have to. Like, really <laughs> oh, that's scary. That you're like, he's no, he's a small stay dog. In house. Who stay in the house. Stay in the house. And he can't hear. Where's the dog? So- <laughs> Where's the dog? Is the dog outside? <laughs> He's he's across the street. It's he's at he's at oh god uh, the, he's on the field at the high school. It's he's fine. at the high school. He's just I really got over here so right quick. <laughs> well, folks, um, in case you haven't guessed, I hope I hope you've guessed by now. People, it's like we we've been out here. Do you do you realize, Kev, that in one week? Wait, hold on. What is time? Uh, one week from tomorrow, brother. Yes. marks five years since we went live. Five years. 
five years, December 16th. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> December 28th, 2016 is when we went live. Five years. Okay. Five years. So five you years. were in your thirties and I was still, I guess uh, last year, my thirties last <laughs> yep, year. Yep. <laughs> yes. So it's wild, man. It's way, and we're in season six here and it's, um, it's wild in it. It's it, in it. It, it is, mate. It is, Kevin. It is wild, isn't it? <laughs> shout out. Shout out to our people across the pond. Across but, the pond. But uh, it is, you know, like five years. It's gone by really fast, I will tell yeah, you. It it's has. gone quick. And like, like, just met a lot of people and, and respect and I'm humbled by all the love and and the downloads and listens. That's like what really means the most. Yeah. And, and, you know, thank you. Shout out to our patrons. Shout yes. out to our early adapters who were like rocking with us our 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 you know yeah because like before we had the patreon set up before we had patrons we had people who would just send us money steady like, strong that was steady like real strong cool. yeah you know but we gotta but, do some for the ogs there's definitely some ogs out well there we you know 20 for for all y'all in two dope nation 2022 we've got some plans as uh, uh hopefully as we as we all get boosted up Yep. And we and we and we uh, defeat the Omarion challenge. I can't call it that because I have a student who has that name. Oh, that's so right. I feel bad. I feel horrible. Like when I say it, I'm like, now that Omarion's out here, and I'm like, no, not you, not you, not you. I love you, you know, because I do love him, you know. Like, but like, maybe, maybe, but then I was like, damn. Maybe he'll be a force greater than the like, Omnicron. Oh, maybe I know. We need Omarion to defeat. That's right. Omnicron. Is it, it really Omni does sound is like it Omnicron or Omicron? I I, I feel I like believe it's Omnicron here. I'm gonna look it up. I right feel now like there's a debate. We do research. I, we do I, research on this podcast. I've been wondering. I'm like, what, 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 what? Oh, what maybe do you're we, right. Maybe it is Om Omicron. I see. Wait, hold on. It's Omicron. You are right. Oh, see, I thought it was. Yeah, that's you're all right. right. You got hood pronunciations. That's I what I was saying. I was saying Om Omnicron. Because I'm from Atlanta. Shout out to yeah. the Omni. Shout out to the Omni, <laughs> oh, yeah. where the Hawks used to play. I saw my first Grateful Dead concert. <laughs> Shout out, Omni. The Hawks play basketball anymore? Or oh, oh, oh! Now, now, now we got beef. <laughs> I thought you were That's a Nuggets fan. I am. No, I'm not saying me. I'm not saying oh. I, I. You don't oh, got no ATL, beef with me. Dang. I'm just saying don't the ATL us. might we're, we're come. Gonna, we're gonna get. We're gonna. They might. Me, we're you gonna know, get like a one star rating. Trey now. Young. Trey Young, because I think he listens a lot. He might be. Yeah. Uh, Trey he, like was, was he an education major? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't, are you making this up? I, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Trae he Young, looks. He looks, he looks like he could be a teacher. <laughs> he looks like you know. He definitely he reminds, has teacher hair. <laughs> he reminds me of a, of a young TC that I had many, many years oh, ago. Oh, yes. Well, I, think I think your young TC was taller than Trey Young. He might be. A little... <laughs> he you know, probably was a little taller. What's really hilarious. And yeah, we're, we're, we'll get back on message with uh, just, you know, the stuff that's fresh for 22 is coming out. But uh, what's hilarious is I'll watch the Nuggets and I'll look at Faku Compazzo, right? And he yes. looks so tiny out there, right? And I'll point out to my family, see that dude right there? Yep. Two inches taller than me. <laughs> that's what that's what always gets you. You're like, <laughs> uh, you see I, AI I hear... out there wandering around. And, and AI is like, what, six foot, six one or something like that? Well, okay, so he was listed at six foot. Oh, okay, yeah. Rumor yeah. has it, 
it was more like five nine. Five nine. But he yeah. still looked like when I saw him up closer to me, I was like, yeah, he's still bigger than I am. I mean, Isaiah, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, the um, the the current Isaiah Thomas, not the historical yes, Isaiah yes, Thomas. Yes, yes, yes. Five foot nine. That's you it. Know. Uh, That's Nate it. Robinson, Nate Robinson, whose celebrity ended the second he walked into a Logan Paul punch. I mean, what is more <laughs> humiliating than that? Let's like, talk about this. Hold on. First of all, what is going on with these Paul brothers? It's like winning all the they like they're gonna. Wildin'. So what's gonna happen ten years from now? We'll be like telling our grandkids, <laughs> talking about you're gonna have like, grandkids in the, ten years. The, I don't know. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Never know, right? But, but uh, <laughs> you know, like time flies. Time <laughs> fly on the real. On the no, because we're living we're living in dog years right now. You're right, so it's possible. <laughs> but uh, but 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 you'd be telling the kids, the youngins, would be like. I remember when Jake Paul came up and became the greatest boxer <laughs> all time. He he single handedly showed that MMA ain't nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, right, he no, bunky so, the sport. <laughs> so, so you feel like this is more um, a referendum on MMA than it is on Jake Paul's boxing abilities? I, I think so. I think what it says <laughs> is someone gets a little bit of minimal boxing training. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit of solid of the sweet science. Yeah. You are not if you can if you have the right size you can throw a punch, you yep. would knock someone out real yeah. fast. And, and if you can take a punch, yeah, yeah you can take a um, punch. Because nobody nobody in MMA can like can can land a a real punch like like I remember um I remember being real excited for MMA because I'm like, yo, it's going to be like Tai Chi against Capoeira, man. It's going to be <laughs> all these fighting styles. And really all it is, is dudes rolling around on the ground to, that's try, it. trying to, trying to pin each other and choke them, choke each other out. As, like, as we, as we from Georgia refer to it's wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> wrestling with no rules, no wrestling. rules, wrestling. Wrestling in a yard. Yeah. So it's Jake Paul. Who's knocking people out. I don't feel like they're, Jake Paul? Jake Paul, yeah, that's okay. the one who knocked out Tyrone Woodley. I didn't watch that, it. I just saw him. I just saw him on the laying on the ground. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I was like, that's shouldn't that's laugh not that, but that's like that's not positive. It's not a good thing. It that did not go well. Um, yeah, it, that, that that's <laughs> not good. That's not good at all. Yeah, but no, we're we're excited for bringing you some new stuff in twenty two. We're we're gonna hold off on. Um, what that is we got some fire guests uh lined up we got some um some some new features what will we say um as we're going and uh yeah we got some new ideas just man. building adding on trying to you know keep it fresh for y'all yeah you know we're not a bit we're not businessmen we're a business man that doesn't work as well in the plural um but it you know what do you business do you do? people <laughs> we're not business people we're bi we're a business people <laughs> oh what is happening like i stopped teaching and all of a sudden i don't know anything um but yes we are currently on break um if yes. you have not done this yet follow us on instagram twitter and facebook it's all the same handle at two dope teachers if you have show ideas or anything oh that reminds me we got a we got a comment that i want to run by you uh oh! In the second segment, it's cool. All right, it's good. Cool. It's in a good way. Um, it's, it's it's not a well, yeah, because we just delete negative comments. <laughs> we don't get negative comments. That's um, right. Now, now, now we're gonna get one. See, that's what. Uh, I just I wanted to give you a negative comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep those five star ratings on Apple and Spotify coming. 
we are expanding to other platforms. Hopefully we'll be on some other platforms as well. If you are a member of the hearing impaired community, or if you know somebody who is that enjoys our content, um, you can get us at ACAST where the episodes are transcripted. And that's kind of cool. And that's that something is. I didn't know before. Uh, shout out to 2021's Ohio Teacher of the Year, Anthony Coy Gonzalez, who uh, pointed out that we needed transcripts. And so it's very cool. Real talk, to... real yeah. talk. Keep it accessible. Yep. So we're trying to keep it as accessible as possible. Um, if you want to support the work, you know, we, we know that it's been financially kind of challenging. Um, we have, have a few of our listeners have to opt out of the Patreon and that happens. We, we get what's going on. Um, but you know, anyone who can give the support as little as $5 a month, um, it keeps the lights on and, uh, keeps us bringing you the content that, that we hope you enjoy so much. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, um, we've got to shift, shift, <laughs> shift gears. Yes. <laughs> we got to shift gears. Um, to swiftly. talk about some swiftly shift gears. I what was I trying? I was I, I think I combined shift and switch. Yes, yes. That's where you get a swift. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um man, it was a it was a tough week out here, man. It was a real tough week out here. Uh so we we lost hub from the roots. Oh um, man, man that was that, that was, was a tough sad. one. That's a that tough one. And that's the second, like that's the second loss that the legendary Roots crew has has sustained this year as Hub, and before that was Malik. Yeah, um, yep, just yep. real, real tough. Uh, you know, we know that Quest and Black Thought and everybody listens to the podcast. We're just sending you love, y'all. Like we're holding mad love to, mad to love. all the Roots family, Roots crew, and you know, Hubs. Hubs was the man. Me and my on my text chain, and I'm sure yours was the same. Like, yeah. you know, with, with your old schools, you remember, like, we were talking about shows that we had seen, Fox yeah. Theater. I know you're a Boulder cat. So, you know, <laughs> like, that that was one of the spots that they loved to play. They loved yeah. to get up to Boulder, yep. the Fox Theater, the Boulder Theater, all yep. around there, you know. And shout out to the Roots and shout out to Hubs for, you know, keeping keeping a certain spirit of hip-hop just thriving and and... And, uh, you know, I appreciate all those baselines from organics. Do you want more to, yeah. you know, this, just all the good stuff that hubs is on chewing yep. on that licorice stick. Yeah. Chewing on that licorice stick. That's right. Um, yeah. And that also made me think of, uh, Demarius Thomas, former Denver. Yes. Broncos, who, oh man. He lost suddenly as well. Just, it's, it's just been a real tough one. We, we had a loss in our community. We'll, we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, but, uh, you know, um, just a real kind of tough week. Um, but you know, the, I think there is a, a person who we wanted to really take time and commemorate in this first segment today. Right, Kev? Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, go ahead. You go, go ahead. You go. I mean, I think, you know, that this podcast is about education, um, and it's about in particular, education of black and brown babies and uh you know we were hit with the sad news uh let's see last week right that uh bell hooks yeah. the eminent scholar the, the the feminist activist uh you know i, I mean i 
a source of wisdom, of light, of beauty, yeah. of power, you know, is no longer uh, with us anymore. I think she passed at the age of 69. Yeah. And, and, and Belle was powerful on so many different levels. Uh, could talk about everything in the spectrum of the human experience from yeah. education to meditation to uh, sexual relaxation. Yeah. Like that's it's what true. I loved about Belle. And, and she was it's like true. that. All of these things are who I am. Right. Yeah. You know, all of these things are who I am as a person. And, 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 and just really, I think, you know, there was a while, I think there was a game on this podcast where you, you might've had to uh, drink your sip of water every time we mentioned <laughs> bell hooks, you yeah. know, because, because, um, you know, I think teaching to transgress in particularly um, is a book that, that, that hit me super hard when I yeah. first read it. And, you know, it's still like a, a guiding force in my educational practice, you know, and I think, um, something that I try to, uh, and I aspire to, right. Um, and, and her words of wisdom. And I don't know some of you out here, I don't know if you, like, I had the chance to hear her speak once at the Auraria campus wow. and it was like, I was with, you know, it was three of us, you know, two white dudes and a black dude and like uh, hanging on every word that bell hooks is saying, right. Yeah. You know, we, we are yeah. part of the problem. But she was enlightening, enriching us, and 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 really teaching us it in that way that I think only black women can do. Like it's yeah. the voice that you got to be listening <laughs> to, and if you don't have it in your ear, you what what are you even doing? Yeah, you know? and yeah. so like just ah, uh, rest in peace, rest in power. Yeah. And, and, and bell hooks, like you, you will live on. We will talk. This podcast will continue to share your words, your wisdom, your truths. Um, just so powerful. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be a, a bell hooks tribute podcast for sure. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, um, in my, in my mind, um, Dr. Hooks was a lot older um, because it just, it's just hard for me to think of, scholarship and philosophy of love and activism as having existed before her. I mean, she really did break these new, um, these new paths and, and create these new dialogues for revolution, you know? Um, and I, you know, it's interesting. Her name was one that kind of floated around for me a little bit um, in the same context as like Audre Lorde and, and some of these, Writers, yes. but I'd never read any of her work. Like I read some of Audre Lorde's poetry, but never done a real deep dive. And like I was involved in a pretty activist community in Boulder, in at CU Boulder. Um, yes. I would not say that the people in that community read. <laughs> um, and so a lot of us people. did it. Like a lot of us taught. We talked a lot in college and yeah, undergrad. You talked yeah. a lot. We might yeah, not definitely. read as much as we should. We definitely. read a little bit. <laughs> so the first time I'd heard of uh, Bell Hooks, I think I had just I was I had just turned thirty. I think um, our friend Sean gave me a copy of Teaching to Transgress for my birthday. Yes, and uh, had a book a magnetic Simone de Beauvoir bookmark in it. Yes. And um, and as I read it and talked to him about it, it was just really it was just really powerful reading because I, I think that's where I first kind of 
re- came to the realization for myself that teaching ought to be the practice of freedom. Um, and that when you are learning in community with your students, you're, you're learning, everyone's learning about how to be a free person if the opportunity arises and how to, how to create free thinkers. And I thought that was a really powerful thing. And then um, a few years ago, a former student of mine, I'm looking up because I have it on my wall. Um, a former student of mine gave yes. me a framed uh, poster, uh, or maybe it wasn't framed. I think we got it framed. Uh, but gave me a poster that she had she had had printed and made for me. Uh, I'm just going to read this quote as a um, it's kind of a tribute. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I've had this up in my classroom forever, and I've I've brought it home because I think I need I need uh, Bell Hooks's words in my home. Um, yes, yes. And the, the students don't always understand it anyway. <laughs> but it reads: the academy is not paradise. Learning. Is a, is a place where paradise can be created. The classroom with all its limitations remains a location of possibility. In, the, in that field of possibility, we have the opportunity to labor for freedom, to demand of ourselves and our comrades an openness of mind and heart that allows us to face reality even as we imagine ways to move beyond boundaries, to transgress. This is, the educa- this is education as the practice of freedom. That's um, and, 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 uh, Bell Hooks's work led me, it was kind of that, that, that gateway scholarship that led me to the work of Paulo Freire and yes. Peter McLaren yes. and others. Yes. Um, yes. and so, so many great, um, philosophies. And, and I really think that not only do I owe so much of my practice in the last 10 years of my teaching career to Bell Hooks, I think, I think this podcast, um, owes any consciousness that we've had, um, to the great Gloria Jean Watkins, better known as Bell Hooks. Um, what, what would you say is an important lesson or an important set of lessons that you or that people can take to sort of to, to, to teach within uh, Bell Hooks's legacy? You know, I love, I love everything that you just said about Bell, but uh, uh, Dr. Hooks. That's how I talked about it. Like, like I, like I kick it with her. Like she comes to the Juneteenth barbecue, That's right. uh, but, 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 you know, in spirit, she, she will be there celebrating her, you know, that's how, you know, like anybody in the know, like whenever somebody mentions bell hooks, like you get that feeling in your heart. Like when it's like that, that code word that like, you're like, Oh, all right. Now you, now you're a real thing. I can really chat with yeah. you. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but I think for me, the biggest thing that I take away, and I've been thinking about this a lot, and and for me as a person, as an educator, is that her ideas about like radical love, like that that just full and rapture of love of your students and the and the acceptance. And I think I was thinking about it earlier today. Like I think in COVID times, I've really kind of understood. Like you don't always understand what it means, but it's like in everything of it like I just love them like and and that we just got to love each other and build a community that's caring and that values and and it's that labor of freedom practice a space where all voices right so my atheist can can chill out with my religious folks you know and 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 that my you know all of the kids it can we can all be in the space together and and just um 
talk in a way that helps us grow and be our truest selves, right? Yeah. This idea of that, like the biggest goal that we have, one of the biggest things that we can accomplish as educators is to create this space where everybody can be free. And sometimes that means also being able to radically question, radical love, of like yeah. really going in on each other, right? Yeah. Like, because like, it's, it's a family and my, my advisee, shout out to y'all. Um, the, I, I, I'm like, we're a family. And they're like, I didn't choose this family. I was like, what family do you ever choose? Yo, <laughs> you know, real talk, but like, this is who we are. We all got to accept each other for what we have to offer. And so, you know, I think that that's, that's a big part of what Bell Hooks was talking about. And, and yeah. I think helping young people find their voices, you know, as unique people, yeah. as artists, as, as, you know, people who shape their world, I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I, I was going to say something along the lines of community as well. Um, because I do think that that's, um, that's probably the, the number one takeaway that I have. And, you know, so at the end of teaching to transgress, um, Bell Hooks writes about, um, a student that she lost tragically. Um, I forget his name, but he, he was a student, who would come into the classroom like this force of nature. And it's just so much joy and so much energy. Uh, I gather as a black male, he would pick her up and dance with her, <laughs> right? And it's where she talked about the eros in education and not in the, not in the sense that people think, um, yep. but in the sense that whole human beings inhabit classrooms together. Um, these are not just brains that are loosely attached to arms that write things or type things and submit them that, that, that everybody within a learning space is a human being. And the way that she thought it was just so critical that we show up in learning spaces um, as, as full embodiments of who we are. I, I think that that is a piece that I've been, I've been unpacking for a really long time and I still, it's one of those ideas, it's hard to get my mind around, but the idea of, of a humanizing pedagogy, like she was teaching a humanizing pedagogy before it had that name. And, um, and it really like, it's interesting. And we've talked about this a lot at our school, what it's like to meet children who are 11 years old, sometimes 10. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, when they start in our school, and those who stick with us and go all the way to graduation, there's just something all encompassing and fully and fully embodied about seeing young people go through these moments, this time in their life, that's the most important developmental time in their lives um, when they change so radically. And so I really think about, I really think about that, um, the, the trans, the transgressive quality of authentic learning, um, yeah, so rest in power, Bell Hooks. We never got you on the show. Never um, did. But you're never always, did. but but actually, you could argue that you've been with us on every show um, because you teach us that radical love. That's right. That's right. Yes, indeed. Well, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about <laughs> saving ourselves. <laughs> what saving is something out here. So we will be back. Stick with. Two dope teachers and a mic. Yo, what's up, everybody? We are back, back by popular request. 
That's right. That's right. <laughs> back because the welcome back. <laughs> that same old place used to laugh about. Why, why do we even have you record music? Just sing, bro. Just, Just sing. sing. That's that's that that's where I'm headed. Well, can I first, before we move on, yeah. I got to acknowledge something. You know, uh, people might have felt the shift, um, but the world has changed uh, since the last time we recorded um, with the as opening as well. opening gig of the new band, Bicycle <laughs> yes. Day. Uh, yes. December 8th. Yep. 2021 first gig Yo. it went off with uh it felt good we've we've been listening to the recordings we we're gonna have some uh video that we should be able to share of the performance but uh oh, overall man. we got good feedback we felt good about what we played that's great um, you know and so just like 2022 one more thing that you can look forward to in this year is plenty of music from bicycle day not the bicycle, bicycle day, day, y'all. Just bicycle day. Just bicycle day. You're your a bicycle day, not the bicycle day. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, well, yes. I mean, I don't know. No, we are, are the, the are bicycle the... day, but but don't look for the don't, bicycle. Don't day. look for the right. Bicycle That's always day. a question with a band. Do you have the right? Do you have the in front of it, or do you just have the name? It's, it's so strange. It's like okay, bicycle day is two words. Yes, two words ostensibly easier to remember than three. So that's, like, that's right. That's why bicycle, you go with it. I mean, the, you could spend time on studying the art of, of uh, band nomenclature, mm. right? And how bands evolve even in their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is one uh, thing that I've been it's like, it's like It's like how Starship started out as Jefferson Airplane. Yes. <laughs> and then it became Jefferson Starship and then became yep. Starship. Yep. Right. There's a whole evolution. There's something happening in that band. Knee deep in the hoopla. Oh, there we go. See, I'm not the only one singing. Yeah. Because we, you know, we built this city on rock and roll. Bro. We did. We did. That's <laughs> all you could do. I don't know if we built Denver on rock and roll. Denver's but... <laughs> built on rock and roll. Sanford, they were singing about San Francisco, but I think Denver is just as built on rock and roll as San Francisco is. That's the take. Hey, y'all, but de definitely, uh, we're, we'll definitely, with Kevin's permission, we'll post some of this footage, man. We'll yes. Post this oh, stuff. yes. Yes. And, It'll uh, get out man. there. Check out Bicycle Day. I imagine Bicycle Day is not on social media. Just Sound, like SoundCloud <laughs> is. We had a conversation in the band chat today about that. About uh, who who could be our social social media promotions. Yeah. Uh, so so hey, hey uh, spoiler alert: we might be coming to you to contract <laughs> social media manager. I'm down. I'm down. Any excuse to stay on social media. We, we know sure. you're. We know you're good at it. We know you're good at it. <laughs> Most of the time, except for the people on Twitter, who are like, "Did you die?" <laughs> you're like, "I'm in a grad program." It's Do like, you... listen, listen. <laughs> Something has to program. give. Something <laughs> has to give. Yeah, and uh, no, nah, but shout out to Twitter. Twitter peeps are are wonderful peeps are the most wonderful peeps of the of the world um their instagram you are few but you are mighty those of you who actually listen to the show and interact with us it's a beautiful thing um yeah check out bicycle day and i'm sorry i didn't make that show man i was driving my child around to it, an internship it, it, and it's okay it was very stuff. last minute but we got we like i said we got more coming there is more yeah, on the horizon we'll do it we'll do it and we've actually uh we've been invited uh not bicycle day i'm not in the band um, two dope teachers and a microphone have been invited to uh, MC a poetry reading uh, for an organization I'm on the board for, Words to Power. 
Um, yes. So we'll, we'll keep you posted. Shout out to Words to Power. But now I'm I'm starting to get into spoilers that I haven't talked to you about. So I'm going to stop. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. But we give them a little, what we call it, teasers. Teasers. Yeah, some teasers. They're teasers. So it's about to be 2022. Yes. 2021's almost done. Thank God. I'm saying, man. Um, do so I, I feel like what is this time warp that we've been in? Because like I first of all, the fact that we only came back to in-person teaching what nine months ago? Yes. It's just wild to me because it just it seems like that was an entirely different era. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. It's like and you, you probably see this as a world history teacher. Like as you advance in the timeline, the eras get shorter. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like that's like really what's happening right now. Like I, I, I was joking about I, I feel like we've been living in dog years for the last like 18 months. And like, but I, but I don't know, like, bro, I can't keep track of what time it is. I can't keep track of what day it is. I like at one point I forgot which schedule we were on at school. I don't know, maybe this is just an issue I'm having. No, um, I, I think this is, is everybody. This is every, the kids show up and they're like, Mr. What day, what day is it? I'm like, what do you mean? I don't even know. What does that mean? What day is it? I don't know. He's like, it's 2021 day. Okay. What class, what class do I go to? I'm like, I don't mean, I, it's let's COVID see. Day, I'm like, COVID let's go 600. look at the schedule together. Oh, okay. I have period one. There's kids in my room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, and you and I will will every now and then bump into each other, like thinking we're at lunch or realizing <laughs> that we're supposed to be at lunch. I like, got kids. I got kids. Like, oh, I got students in my room. It's like, why don't I have students? Oh, it's my lunch. And That's right. oh, it's so weird. Like, but it is it has been a year. It just it's, it's gone so fast, but it feels so slow. <clears throat> and like yeah. everything, like if you talk back, when you talk back, when I think about graduation. Last year, our graduation, that seems yeah. like forever and a day ago. Like, yeah, but it was like a short time, just five months every, ago, five, six months ago. I don't know. Like, and it, it just, it feels so odd. And, and, and I feel like it's been for the last year and a half, it's felt 18 months. It's, it's just constant evolution, right? Yeah. Everything. And I guess maybe that's why it feels the way it does. Cause everything is changing consistently yeah. you know like it's like okay first i gotta learn how to teach online okay now i've learned how to teach online now we got to figure out how do we come back to school and have hybrid how do we do uh welcome lineup remember how we used to bring the kids in last year yeah <laughs> like line them yeah. up we had our signs and we'd wait yep. and then you check them in go through the thing social distance we were using the the little thermometer gun um, and now we've gone to like we don't do any of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, I feel like schools are really struggling to keep up with changing conditions. Like, so, okay. We, the schools had a plan when it came to lunch, like, here's how we're going to handle lunch. You're going to come in and get your food and go outside. And then the temperature got down to 19 degrees and that is no longer a thing. Right. And so I think that's been, I, I feel like the, I feel like the demands on the system they, they just keep on coming and you can really see it like straining some people. And aside from the fact, man, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've changed over this last year and a half. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I don't I, even know what that is. I don't like, I'm not the same teacher I was in March of 2020. 
No, I'm definitely different. I'm I might definitely... not even be the same person I was. No, no, I, I, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that completely. I think finally, like towards the end of this semester, I finally started to feel some sort of bearings of where I'm headed, you know, but it, it felt like, you know, we've been fighting in a boat, like trying to get it to go one direction. Yeah. And like, I think, I think we're closer to going that, or at least like the storm has stopped completely rocking the boat, <laughs> but I feel like the storm's going to start back a moment. Um, this year, and I think we had it last year, but less so because we had less kids, but this yeah. year where all of a sudden we got hit hard with a COVID outbreak. Right. And yeah. so we had like, all of a sudden you're like, I'm, I, and I, I think maybe it was different for me, uh, because I teach, you know, middle school, but like, I'd have kids like 10, 12 kids out at a time. Yeah. It was like a yep. trip. And I, I'm like, uh, what, what do we do? What's going on? You know, how yeah. do you keep what, kids what do up? we keep moving? What's the nature of an assignment? What's the nature of a project? What's the nature of deadlines? Like all of these things are, you know, were I was going to say they were strained and tested, but I actually think that they were completely demolished by the fact that this, this whole thing is, has just been so disruptive. Um, and, and I think, I think for me, you know, I, you know me, man, I take things to heart. And so I think the thing I really took to heart from this experience was when we were told to come back and prioritize uh, social emotional support. I'm not going to call it social emotional learning. That's a silly yeah. expression. Yes. Um, I think social emotional support and social emotional wellness, these were the things that we were supposed to center, but but I why do you say people, why do you say social emotional learning? Because I don't think people really understand this, but explain why you say that that's a silly concept. Because I think it, it strikes me as really disingenuous. It strikes me as a way to um, to somehow rationalize treating people like human beings. So we do the social emotional things so that they'll do their work, i.e. learning. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, so that that's the big issue I have with it. And I've had this conversation with school leaders all over the place where I've said that if we are doing social emotional support so that our kids are socially and emotionally supported, I'm with that. If we're doing it to get them to do better on tests and that's right. turn their work in on time, then we're, we're watching the wrong game. And so, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's why I just have this issue with it, because it's like, how, why, how are we putting these, these phrases together? Um, you know, and if it was social emotional learning, it would be, let's learn how to cope when things are really hard. Let's That's learn right. how, let's learn how to prioritize our wellness and prioritize, um, our communities and prioritize healing. Let's learn how to do that instead of let's do this social emotional thing so that you can learn. Yes. Um, yeah. So you can so, perform better on a test. Sense? Yeah, no, it makes, it makes complete sense. Yeah. And I think that's the, the disconnect I think that a lot of teachers are having because if it is about social emotional, then I'm like, I'm recognizing where kids show up. And like, I think the ability to engage in learning is a measure of like where you're at socially, emotionally, and is yeah. it okay for a kid to say socially and emotionally where I'm at today is like, I could get out of bed and get here. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I am. Yep. And and I so maybe here. tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to write and maybe answer a couple of your questions. Maybe depending on how you make me feel at the end of today. 
And depending on what happens between the time that I walk through the doors of the school and the time that I sit down in your classroom, because that's the other thing that we're seeing, um, and maybe it's because I have a middle school advisement, I'm, I'm seeing more conflict between students yep. um, because I feel, and I, and I feel that that's a function of at this really important time in their adolescent development, they were in their rooms for the most part. And Starved. even those who came back, there was, there were, there was such small groups. It's really easy to have five kids who are in person, get along well enough for everything to be peaceful and chill but now they're in big groups for the first time. And so there's this conflict. So like assuming like even kids who are super well adjusted, you and I know even kids with all the support and all of the sort of privilege that maybe we would name have also experienced struggles. And so, and then the other thing that, as you described this, that, that makes me think of is how we have both, we've talked about this, about how it's not, it, it's not just this upward trend. It's not like, okay, today I'm in a bad mood. Tomorrow, I'm just tired. The day after that, I'm just, I have my book open. They're like, it, yeah, no, it, it's, it's ebbs and flows. Yeah, it, it is. So I, you'll have a student that comes in and they, and they get to a really good space and they get to a really good place when it comes to their, their, their engagement and their learning. And then, and then out of nowhere, it'll just crash. And I, and I think that we have not spent enough time as a profession and as a system really looking at the volatility of of the emotions of everybody involved i think that's been a real that's been a real source of frustration for me yeah no i i mean i think i think that's it that that is the nature and i think we go to meetings too you go in a meeting and i was in a meeting like this and it was like what can we do to fix the problem and like one of the things and honestly you know i supporting the team and how can we you know better make it feel productive, but I'm like, yeah. we do all this work and shuffling schedules and working with kids, you know, to try to meet their needs Yeah, and, and nothing, you know, it's because of where they're at of, yeah. you know, and like, I think you're, you're having to repair kids. Like we're always, I think repairing harm yeah. from previous educational mid uh, malpractice, right? Yeah. Spirit um, healers, right? Yep. Spirit healing. And, and, and right now the, the, like, just like, I think our, our real, our, our physical and mental healers are dealing with a lot of stress, you know, the spirit healers are dealing with a lot because there's a lot of needs, right. Yeah. They're all like, it's like, you know, and I have some kids that get jealous because one kid's needs might manifest one way, which causes them to get more attention and yeah. then another kid, and that leads to a negative manifestation from this kid because they feel like my needs aren't being met, but you guys always yeah. respond to so-and-so this way. Yep. And yep. so it's it's like thinking about the whole big picture. And I think this is why it's important that these teachers, educators are taking these breaks, you know, really, really being able to tap in to, to their own needs because we're 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 dealing with a lot, but I think it's you know, something that we've talked about is just being uh being forgiveful and and having uh grace with ourselves you know and yeah. that and that it's okay you know when we talk about how we've changed just willing to slow down and make the decision and not have to make a decision let's take a minute let's take yeah. a break you can take a walk let's all take a brain break in this room yeah. right now let's yeah. all pause like and, and yeah. you could you we, feel we, it on I the kids vibes one of my classes, we we decided to go and take a mask break because as it turns out, 
being in school from nine to four with your mask on is a lot. It's not fun. <laughs> and so, and especially high schoolers, I feel like high schoolers don't get the mask breaks that younger kids get. And so yeah. we went outside, took a few minutes. They didn't want to go back in. And then one student said, Why don't we just finish class out here? I'm like, that's a good idea. And so we finished class outside. And um, did they get distracted by the geese flying over? Yeah. But of course. But on the whole, it was just really interesting. And, you know, I think one thing that I've tried to like, I've always been pretty flexible as a teacher, but I think what I've tried to be, I've tried to be even more flexible and just kind of roll with it. And I think that's maybe, that's been the really hard thing for me. First of all, knowing that the system does not have the capacity that it needs to support all kids um, on, on this path to wellness, you know? And we're seeing more of the students who need healing than maybe we saw before. Um, and maybe it was that the pain was always there. Maybe it just was always there and we weren't paying attention to it, or maybe it just didn't feel so widespread. Um, but, you know, I hear stories from, you know, school counselors and school psychologists and social workers and school nurses, folks who are interacting with kids when they do hit those really tough moments. And I yep. just keep hearing there are not nearly enough bodies in the in in a building, in a district, in a system to um to address these issues. And I'll say this, um I, I a few weeks ago I was invited to participate on a round table around youth mental health. And as you know, um, Colorado is, has declared a, a, a mental health crisis for youth um, as of November, and not a single journalist that was present at the roundtable asked a single question of me as a teacher, as the representative of Colorado teachers. It was, um, it was terrible, and so there's this lack of understanding that there's this lack of understanding that um, that we're often educators, not just classroom teachers, but educators in buildings are often the first ones to get wind of students in crisis. And so so it, it's it's extremely scary. And I feel like it's getting worse. That that is like, I think, the toughest thing right now It is that nature of like the crisis. And I think it's what we deal with so much is is that like literally i've i've spent so much time this year running because after and 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 i don't know what it is but just messages from students things that students will say you know notes that are found in my classroom oh, and yeah. and and just and and i know that like our mental health team our culture team is just doing so much yep. so much and i just think like it is the need the resource that I think is, is not being funded. Right. And, and, and again, they'd get the, you'd get increased achievement if we deal with these issues, but I think yeah. like they, they don't want to deal with it. They don't understand that like the growth will come leaps and bounds if we deal with these issues. And I think other professionals um, in other spots, not to say that they're perfect, but who are dealing with people, you know, who are suffering from, trauma, mental health challenges, they're doing a better job at kind of saying, I know what I'm working with. Like, I think people yeah. in medicine who are working with people maybe who have, you know, habitual poor health habits related to like, 
trauma and their yeah. experiences. Like I think people in, in medical professions understand better than we have been trained in education to yeah. say that like, this is the first thing. And I always go back to like people with post-traumatic stress disorder. If I'm a medical professional and I'm dealing with someone who I know suffers from PTSD, um, how I deal with them is different, right? I know yeah. what, what like certain things might trigger them. Certain things I want to make sure like our, our routine, like being able to meet with my mental health counselor on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, yep. And, and I, and I think too, that, you know, I think it's a function of a couple of things. It's a function of training that a lot of us never received. And there are more and more calls for us to get more, more training as um, mental health supports to our students, which I'm not categorically against this, but I also know there's only so much that you can do. There's certainly so much that a person can do in a workday. But it's also a function of how youth mental health is still not regarded as a serious thing. Um, oh, they're just, they're, just, they, they're just moody. They just, you know, this is the other thing. It's just teenage angst. And, and so we've got these real naive ways of sort of talking about it. And so, you know, it's still not sort of viewed as, as that serious of an issue. But um yeah, it's, it's real. T- I mean, t- 2021 um, was wild. Like, I feel like 2020 was hard and frustrating and terrifying and all these things. 2021, I feel like I have spent this entire semester just trying to figure out what students need on a day-to-day basis, right? So, and and that feels, sometimes I diagnose it incorrectly, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and then sometimes I hit the nail on the head. I have no idea why, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, but it, it seems like in the past when it took me a few weeks to sort of get to know the general vibe of the classes and to kind of move through that, then we could kind of settle into a rhythm and get things going. But, um, but it was, it's, it was real different. And like, I feel like I still don't fully know what I'm supposed to be doing as a teacher right now. <laughs> you know, and maybe I just need to be better at lesson planning. I mean, I, I <laughs> no, I don't know, but I mean, that's the question I'm I constantly asking me is like, what is this? What am I doing? What are what are we even doing? What what is it? You know, especially it's as so you come to, to grading at the end and and yeah. just and all of the big pictures, it's like, what is the purpose or point of this? Yeah, and and then I I return back. Could call back is to bell hooks. You know, it it's like teaching to transgress. It's teaching to help kids overcome wherever they're at, what whatever yeah. their issue is that day. And, and like I said, some kids are gonna. And I think you're always learning, right? Some kids are gonna be getting a deep lesson in whatever the curriculum is. Some kids are gonna get a deep lesson in like what is it like when someone really cares for me and just like is here for me when I come in and I'm like, I just need to put yeah. my head down today. Can we just put my yeah, head yeah. down? And maybe yeah. if you just talk, you talk, like if I don't talk, I'm going to like yeah. putting my head down. is not going to be the same. But you got to yeah. talk. You got to do your part. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and ourselves like looking at being flexible and it's like, okay, you know, constantly, getting feedback and making space for authentic conversations with students um, and with groups of students um, and realizing it's just not always going to be pretty and it's not always going to feel like you've solved this social emotional thing right um and I, I think that's like the challenge and I think some of it 
has been sort of like sort of um I was gonna say inoculated that's not the word I'm looking for <laughs> um but it's been sort of absorbed into our being that if we don't get to a place where all students are showing academic gains every like every day um Minute of certain, the day. then we have not succeeded in supporting our students and and while I think you know, some students have pointed out to me that the future hasn't really changed for them. Like they still have to figure out next steps after high school, whether it's going into the workforce, whether it's going into a trade, whether it's going to college, they still have to figure that out. They still have to figure out whether they miss things that they're going to need in four years of college. Like, still have to take the SAT, still have to fill out the college essay. And they're still, still worried about these things, right? Um, and so, so there's that, but then there's also this element of like, I think it's hard for a lot of students to find a lot of assignments and, you know, sort of directives in the classroom as being all that relevant to them, you know? That's right. That's right. And it makes sense that they feel that way. It's like always when yeah. we talk about that, they're like, why don't you teach us something relevant? Like what? <laughs> taxes. All right. Today <laughs> we're doing the lesson on taxes. Why are we doing this? This is so boring. This is so boring. Why are we learning about taxes? As as our friend Natalie Vardabasso said, like, you don't need to teach kids taxes because like, because TurboTax is free now and it's pretty good. And you just plug in a bunch of stuff. You plug things in where you have to plug them in. Right. No, but you're right. Like, I think, I think, and it may be something that I'm also feeling where I want to teach things that are relevant. I just don't know what's relevant right now. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And I I feel like sometimes the best is when it's, when it pops up, but they like, you never know, you never know. Like I had a student come up to me and they're like, Hey, I wanted to thank you because you, you gave me this project last year and I wasn't done with it at the end of the year, but you gave me the time to just keep working on it. Yeah. And because of that, I won an award for that project. I, like okay. I got, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, did, it, I wait, forgot. did this happen? Yes, like, I'm not no. making this up. I'm not making this up. Like, it sounded. I like want to thank you because you let me keep working on the project, and I I probably would have just given up on it. You know, like you've been like, well, whatever. But and and so like, I won. I entered. I got it done and entered it in a contest and won a award. And this kid, like, they are like, they are like up and coming, sick with it. Like you know, and we've had some incredible artists come through our school this one's like i'm like ooh, this there's something special with this one but uh, sorry it looked like you were gonna say more and my uh, cat is driving me crazy in here kitty cat um no but that's true i i think the manifest like we never really knew what the manifestations of our work could possibly be but um but I think you, even now, especially, it's like as you show that flexibility and as you show this kind of empathy, I think that, you know what, some things are more important than a deadline. And, you know, I, do I want you to do something quickly or do I want you to do something in a way that feels good to you? Um, and who knows what that opens up, but it's going to be wild. What are you uh, what are you expecting for 21 or hoping <laughs> 20, 21 or 22 22 oh man 22 okay so like just thinking ahead just you know you anticipate we're looking yep. two weeks out right but here's one of the things that i think i wouldn't be surprised if we end up back on like a month of online school 
That's oh, what I've been bro. telling. But I, I, I know, I know it's the worst. But <laughs> as Omarion runs rampant, and and nobody's doing the challenge right because he got moves yeah, that we yeah. can't catch That's up true. with. That's true. But 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 I also, you know, I wonder where does the where does it go with all the SEL work? Where where does that manifest in, like in terms of like, or or the social emotional support? Because I like what you're saying that. Like, where do we, where is the the final payoff with that? Where is yeah. the, the realization, I think, as 2022 gets to, um, what are we willing to do differently? Because I think we are saying school, there's a different role for school. Parents are thinking, I think there's a different role for school. That's why I think yeah. people fear online, a return to online, because we understand there is a different role that school is playing for kids. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, I had one of my, my seventh graders who's like, Mr. I just hope 2021 means we're done with mask. Right. Oh, you know, wow. and I think about it 2022. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, you Not know, much of a chance of that. <laughs> from that kid mentality though, that mask has been a big deal, you oh, know, yeah. to them. Like oh, yeah. it, it, it changes how you perceive and, and how it goes. But uh, you know, I don't know. I'm excited for 2022. I'm, 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 I think I'm, a, Man, I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to touch anything. I'm coming in real slow and quiet. Like, <laughs> nah, I, I think, I I'm think it's make too much noise. <laughs> so, I, I think it's like, you got to push, you got to push and, and, and we'll see what happens, but overall yeah. I'm feeling positive. What about you? What, what predictions you got? Any predictions for 2022? You know, I, I think that what you predicted is possible, but I don't think it's going to be because of um, of, of Omicron. I, I don't think that's what's going to cause it because as, as what I've, as I've tried to follow, um, you know, kind of what this, what this variant means, it's much more transmissible, but so far the cases are much more minor. Yeah. But what I think is going to happen, and I, and I just saw this article on CNBC, Right now, we have close to a close to a third of teachers who are considering leaving the profession. Um, and what that comes out to folks in real numbers, if we're just talking union members, this is just if we're talking union members, NEA teachers, four and a half million strong, we are talking about losing 1.1 million teachers by the end of the school year, by the end of the school year, not at the end of the school year. And so- hey. You people and, thought class coverage was bad this year. No, no. Yeah. And that's the thing is that I think that at some point, at some point, the system is going to have to respond because you have this highly transmissible variant that may not be fatal for most people who get it at this point, but folks in the United States of America who still won't get vaccinated um, and you have mass educator attrition, something's going to have to give. And whether that's shorter work days or fewer work days or an abbreviated school year, something is going to have to give if we can't come up with a way to attract and keep teachers in education. And, you know, I mean, I got a list of 10. I think we're probably going to save that for another episode. Um, we'll, we'll do that list. Of 10. We, we have to keep it, keep, keep it coming. But there's, there's, you have, I, I love the list of 10, you know, but I, I think, and, and just, uh, you know, real talk. I know a lot of bargaining units of throughout the country are getting ready to uh, move into bargaining over the summer. Shout out, spring. shout out to people who give up hours and hours of their week to bargain for you and for me. Join but I, your union, and if you're not allowed to have a union, that's why you need a union. That's right. 
That's right. And, and, and I think we leverage this. We leverage these, these numbers and, and, and we say, look, we, we, are, we are the people who are willing to do this work. The new teachers coming in, our veteran teachers, we will not be divided on these issues. We're nope. all doing the same work. We're all going to be coming in dealing with the same stuff. And yep. so I think, I think people need to, to understand, but, but I think we also need to be realistic about the challenges that we're facing and be willing to fight for, I think, the future of education. Uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic because I believe in the power of the people. But, but I also know that there's a whole other people and the reformers, you know, as, as one agenda moves on, as they, you know, there's a reason why they want to say we got some opportunists out here. We got acceleration some of learning, here. you know, yeah. how can we keep it going? Keep this contest of all children, like have to be growing consistently 24 yeah. hours a day. Yeah. And if it yeah. doesn't show up on a test, what does it mean? It didn't if, happen. And yep. if it, and if you you might be the best educators and families might love you and care about you, but your test scores still aren't where they have to be. Yep. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think, and I think we're seeing it in, you know, larger settings where you know the the thing that was going to undo um, this capitalism on steroids that we've seen over the last like generation or so was the opt out of labor. If labor just decides that they're not going to play this game anymore, um, then what happens? The system becomes very shaky very quickly. And I love what you said about the opportunity for solidarity. I think that is, I think as our friend Jose Vilson would say, this is our moment. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of us have started to realize, and when I say a lot of us, um, I, I speak of myself specifically, have started to realize that perhaps there's a world elsewhere where we can make larger impacts on this system that we love and shake our head at <laughs> every That's single right. day um, to make a bigger impact and to, and to really try to reconceptualize what this system even does. And if, it, if, if there should be a system in this form at all, like I think these are the things that we're forced to see through this disruption. That's right. That's right. Man. Well, I guess we'll have to see, right? Folks, I believe that's going to do it for us for 2021. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. By the time you see this, we're going to be we're going to be on a beach in Barbados, uh chilling with all of our Patreon earnings. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, probably working um, other jobs on that beach. That's right. That's beach. right. I have to get that some. Get that. I'll be running the lobsters. Short. I'll be the lobster man running those fresh grilled <laughs> lobsters to you. Gerardo not, will be on the grill. I'm You'll be on the grill. Oh yeah, them. I'll be on the grill. Yeah, I'll be on the grill. Shh, I'm works. running them. I'm running them. <laughs> there you go. Are you gonna make me do that, um, <laughs> folks? If you like, you at least get a cerveza as you man the grill. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, and I could even use it on the on on the meat if I want to. Oh, maybe, um, maybe, maybe if you have maybe. to. That's right. Um, folks, if you like what you're getting from two dope teachers and a microphone, you should subscribe, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, and we didn't get to our uh, listener uh notes. We'll do that on the other side of the new year. Um, so uh for for that listener who sent in that question. Um, absolutely great question. We'll talk about it when we come back after a little bit of a sabbatical. Um, you can follow us, follow us, like us, whatever it is, 
at Two Dope Teachers on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you would like to support us financially, um, we are humbled by your generosity. Patreon.com slash Two Dope Teachers. Thank you to the 49 patrons who are making this work um, so rewarding. And uh, check your inboxes because we, we had a message out to you a couple of days ago that we hope you're able to see. Kev? It's been real. It's been real. And it at 2021, been... glad glad you're done. Moving on. But look Moving back. On. Look back in the mirror. 2022. Uh, can't wait to see what you do. That's right. And you know, we're going to be here for you. There are a lot of things that are uncertain about the the months, weeks, years to come in education. But one thing you can be certain about is that me and Kev are gonna be here complaining about it, laughing about it, making fun of each other about it, and just standing with you uh, through all this. For Kevin Adams, the great Kevin Adams, I should also say, I am Hidalgo Munoz, your 2021 Colorado Teacher of the Year. My term's up in like 11 days. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Autumn Rivetta, Glenwood Springs. Shout out. Um, we got an interview for, coming with Autumn. That's right. For all of you, we just want you to stay resting. Stay off your school email. Yes. Stay chilling. Stay in community. Stay with your families. Stay with your AirPods in. But most of all, make sure you always stay, stay dope. dope.